Welcome to the Center Point Pentecostal Church Podcast. We hope that this podcast finds you well and that you are ready for a life-changing message from one of our outstanding and anointed ministers. If you like this podcast, please be sure to give us a follow and a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Now let's get to today's message. You can stand as we read the Word. I want to read Genesis 50. 50, and we're going to read 19 and 20. You know, if you, if you got any kind of life experience, somebody done done you wrong. And somebody done intentionally done you wrong. And right here it says, And Joseph said unto them, Fear not. For I am in the place of God. But as for you, you thought evil against me. But God meant it unto good. To bring to pass as it is this day. To save much people alive. I want to preach to you from this thought. The gift against evil. The gift against evil. Why don't you lift your hands here with me today and your voices. Lord Jesus, we come to you right now. We thank you. We love you. We worship you. We lift you up. In the name that is above every name. We worship you. We lift you up. Touch us here today. Lord, encourage your people here today. Praise God. You can be seated. You know... The world we live in has the idea of when you come and start living for God, everything goes your way. But that is not the reality, praise God. The reality is you enter into a war zone and you enter into a direction that very few people are choosing to go, praise God. And you take Joseph here, his first experience was when they were coming back from Laban's house, about six years old, he buried his mama. Now, at six years old, you can remember a whole lot because I had hip disease when I was five years old. At one time, my legs were three inches difference in length. My mama had to sew clothes on me at one time because I couldn't have braces and crutches and all this. And I didn't wear it for a few months. I wore it for three years. In the abuse that I took in that time developed who I am right now. Praise God, because that was way before bullying was illegal. I got called every name under the sun, and I would sit on the sideline and watch kids run around, and I couldn't run around. I was trapped in embraces. And my grandma that got the Holy Ghost and 1917, I think. She laid a hand on me. Wasn't no this, that, and other. And God healed me. Praise God. I come, in fact, I come back home. This was in 1977. My daddy had bought a brand new Ford custom truck for 3800 and these braces were 2200 And I just got a new set. And I went and I got a mall. 
and I beat him to pieces. He said he whipped me. I don't remember that, but I remember a lot more other times he whipped me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just don't remember that one. But he said he whipped me till he started getting Charlie horses in his arm. And I looked up at him and I said, I ain't putting them back on. And I never put them back on. Praise God. And you can tell I don't have no limp. Praise God. That's our God. He had to teach me something. Life is not always going to be roses. Life is not always going to be my way. Life is not always going to be easy. But let me tell you what, it's always worth it. Hey, when somebody's looking over there at you and you're going through the, the, the trial of your life and you're making it and, you, and you're smiling and you're making it and they go, they got something nobody else got. Hey, they got something. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the gift. Praise God. It is healing. When you think about, I don't know about you, but I don't like small kids. I don't like disrespectful kids. Praise God. I, I like to, I, I believe in not sparing the rod. Praise God. Because God makes us through pain. When you look at what Jesus done on Calvary, the most excruciating pain in his body delivers us, saves us, redeems Praise God. It wasn't the good times that done it. It wasn't feeding the 5,000 that done it. It was the trip to Calvary that done it. Praise God. So you got to understand God never wastes a pain. And to smile and to know. You know, as I, in which I'm just a rookie at pastoring, praise God. I ain't been doing it but 18 years. And most of the time it's just my wife I was pastoring, praise the Lord, hallelujah. But we've been married for 37 years. Come on, praise God. And how she stayed with me, I still can't figure it out. <laughs> but was it always good? No. But it is as good now as it ever was. When you go through, you got to remember. You got to look beyond. You got to know that New Jerusalem is right over the horizon. I don't care how old you are. You got to live with your affections set on things above. If you get to looking around here in the mud, praise God. When you get to looking around here and going, oh, man, it's bad down here. But let me tell you what, it's going to be good. Hey, we're going to a no more city. No more pain. No more heartache. No more night. Praise God. No more trouble. No more church trouble. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. And that excites me right here, right now. No matter what I'm going through. Praise God. Joseph, his brothers, you know, it, and, 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 it, and you can go all the way back to the, the very beginning. The first two men born of a man and a woman was the two churches right there. The first one wanted to 
have it his way. And Abel shed the blood. Instead of Cain shedding blood to get right with God, he shed blood to eliminate what made him look wrong in God's sight. Think about it. He wasn't willing to shed blood to be right with God, but he was willing to shed blood to what made him look wrong in God's eyes. That's still alive today. That's still alive today. And you take Joseph, he had these dreams, and he was his father's favorite with the coat of many colors. And when he went, his father sent him to Shechem about 17 years old. Now, as far as I find in the scriptures, this is the only time that Joseph staggered. He wandered a little bit. It, wasn't, it could have been a drunken stupor in the field. And the Bible says a certain man came to him and told him, your brothers are in Dothan, which was about 12 miles away. But what was waiting, and that was probably an angel that told him that, but what was waiting in Dothan was a pit, was rejection, was isolation. You see, before God can really bless you, he got to divide you from some things. He got to separate you from some things. Hey, in the beginning, light and darkness was separated before the fruit could bear. And when you think about that boy, 17 years old, looking back at them brothers that was supposed to be his protection, but their jealousy of his position with the father. Come on, somebody. Hey, if you're going to be favored by God, get ready. <laughs> hey, if you're going to be favored by God, hey, you got, you got to understand <laughs> it's worth it. And so he go, and, and this is how you can tell you're doing the right thing in the hard times. You know, because I know people, and I probably was a jerk like that at one time, that get upset at a poor lady because she didn't do something right at the cash register or, or rush. That is so, to me, just so unkind. You don't know what that person's going through. You don't know what that person's faced with. You don't know the problems that she's having to get out. You got to be in the middle of hard times. Do the best you can. Be the best person you can. Joseph was sold into slavery. And instead of pouting and doubting, he said, I'm going to be the head slave around this sucker. He's out. I want his job. And it wasn't long. He was the head slave. But, you know, he lost a coat years ago from jealous brothers. And then he lost another coat to a lie of a woman. Then in the prison. Can you imagine? All, look, not knowing nobody. Out by himself. Into a prison. And guess what? It wasn't long. The prisoner said, you in charge, brother. The whole thing. But when God, 
wants to bring you out. The door's open. The door's open. I preached that this morning. I said, if you're sitting in prison, you're sitting in an open door prison. Because <laughs> the door's open. You can walk out. Praise God. The things that he went through, because when my, I had a daughter that was my lead singer at church, that we was helping and constantly helping and helping and helping. And my wife hadn't seen her in person with four grandbabies in five years. I went and seen him one time and got my life threatened, and I hadn't seen him since. But through the pain of that has made me a much better person. <laughs> Wouldn't trade the experience for nothing. It's priceless. Because, you know, in, in which another group of people that are attracted to me is people that lose kids. I got them all around me. I got an older guy that buried his seven-year-old daughter. And he come about seven years ago, a Wednesday night after church, he said, I'm going to start coming to church here. You know how many times I heard that? He missed the service yet. Hallelujah. You know, he may have missed it, but it wasn't nothing intentional. Pays his tithes and offerings. But he said when he walked away from that casket, he said it just done something to him. Lowering his daughter in the ground. I got a lady that just started coming to church, lost a son. Another lady come in. Her son was riding a four-wheel on the levee. Got killed. The, how do you, how do you, you know what I'm talking about? How you work that out? You have to know Jesus. You have to know the creator. Because the first thing he said, come unto me, ye that are broken hearted. Praise God. I don't know about you, but we're living in a world that is broken. We're living in a world that does not know Praise God with the, with the, the problems. But Jesus is soon to return. You know, why would the Bible say, blessed are those that mourn? Now, look, I used to be, uh, like I, I, I was a jerk, man. When I first got married, it was my way or the highway. That lasted about four months. I come back home and she was gone. But she did leave me one fork, one spoon, one plate, one salsa, one pot, one coffee cup. I was wanting this before it was even cool, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, hey, and you talk about get on your hands and knees and say, hey, I'll change. <laughs> hey, that's hope for me. Praise God. And let me tell you, I went begging back. And look, 37 years later. <laughs> Come on, somebody. But it's the Holy Ghost. Praise God. 
And it's forgiving. I, I told, this, is, this is what's so good about heaven to me. Not one person will be there that don't live a life of forgiveness. No matter what people do. Now look, all, all the time, forgiveness don't restore relationships. It takes two to have a relationship. I know that. But I'm going to tell you right now. When I pray for my daughter and son-in-law and kids, I can, I can bring the, the son-in-law and the, the daughter up in my memory and pray for them. But I got to weeping the other day because them kids are five years older than I have a memory of. But when I pray, I want God to ricochet that love down to them because I truly love them. I thank them for what it has done for me because nothing else can teach you that. Hey, praise God. No, there ain't nothing like experience. Hey, the old timers can tell you. You know, it's kind of like a, a little thing I got. If you, if you don't want to be broke, study broke people and don't do what they do. <laughs> hey, find out what they're reading and don't read it. <laughs> find out where they're going and don't go. Praise God, because iron sharpeneth iron, and idiots make idiots more idiots. <laughs> Praise God. So you got to understand, you got to choose your direction. You got to choose life. You got to intentionally choose life. I'm not going that way. I'm not, I, look, I, I, didn't, I didn't try to help some people that wouldn't forgive. And when I pick up on a spirit that won't forgive, because look, we all want to get revenge. We, but I want to go to heaven. Praise God. Hey, I want to be like Jesus. When they crucify him. Intentionally crucify him. He can say, Father, forgive him. Let me give you a little secret. You know, I, I'm not an evangelist. I'm a pastor, praise God. <laughs> hey, let me give you a little secret. Anything you do for God will be against your will. If God manifested in the flesh has to say, not my will, you can believe one thing. You got to say the same thing. Hey, and not my will. God has great things in store for his people. If you can just hang on through the valley. Hey, you're going to come up on a mountain, praise God. You're just, but you know, I don't learn too much on mountains. God teaches me a lot better in the valleys. I learn a lot more. I know a lot more. When I don't know which way to turn, praise God. Hey, but God, when he brings you out. Joseph's brothers come and kneel down before him. 
20-something years. Can you imagine? He knows them. They don't know him. Let me tell you another little secret. God's dreams do not have a shelf life. They don't expire. If God has given you a dream about a family member, a lost child, let me tell you, hang on to it. Hang on to it. Don't let what you see. We're not walking by sight. We're walking by faith. Praise God. We're walking by faith. We're going to talk faith. We're going to live faith. We're going to stay away from negative people. Praise God. You have to. You don't know what God's doing. But he's, on, he's fighting on your behalf. Praise God. When you think about how God worked in my life, I lost everything I owned in 98. I was running from God with all of my might. I was doing all kind of bad stuff. And I'll never forget, I was in a Peterbilt truck hauling wood chips, and I was in Meridian, Mississippi. And when I woke up that morning, I said, what are you doing? I didn't taste the good things of God. I didn't preach God's word. And there I was in the hog pen. But when I came to myself... Come on, somebody. That's what you got to do. You just got to come to yourself. Praise God. And when I came to myself, that was over. And I started walking toward Jesus. And God has restored my life. He is a faithful God. He is a faithful God. And he loves you, praise God. So now as my daughter is gone and a prodigal, I pick up that food and I feed that calf. Because one day, <laughs> hey, one day, come on somebody, we're going to have a supper, praise God. Hey, one day we're going to celebrate the return. I know that. I know that. Praise God. Come on, let's worship him right now. Praise God. Lord, we love you. We worship you, Lord Jesus. We lift you up in the name that is above every name. Lord, touch your people here tonight. Let your anointing touch them right now. In the name that is above every name. We worship you. We lift you up. In the name of Jesus right now, praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. He's been so good to me. Praise God. 
A faith that has not been tested cannot be trusted. Faith. 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 Just a little bit. And you got to grow it. You got to, you got to, you know, I, I told this to, which I preach all day long every day. Some of my best messages are just personal. But it's your choice what you magnify in your life. The Bible says magnify the Lord. And if you don't, he's going to remain small in your life. You can always keep your troubles on the other side of God. Because if you look at your troubles or God through your troubles, you'll make him small. But you have to magnify the Lord. You got to, let me tell you, he's been good to all of us. We've all failed. We all come short. But God has been faithful to all of us. I want to magnify the Lord. He's doing great things in our lives. He's doing great things in our city, praise God. We serve a God that does great things. Praise God. You never know how he's working. You know, you, you never judge a situation too fast. They had a, a little story of an older prophet and a younger prophet the younger prophet wanted to, to walk with him. He said, there's only one stipulation. You can't ask a question. He said, okay. So he went with the older prophet, and they was going into this city. And they had some men digging a ditch. And he said, do they have a place for us to stay and get a bite to eat? And the men were very rude to him. Wouldn't feed them and didn't put them up. So they went and slept on the streets. The next morning, they got up and left. And as they were walking through them bottom men, the prophet dug the ditch for them completely. So then they went to the next city. And there was a widow lady with a, a young boy. And she put them up, fed them, let them sleep in her bed. When they left, the prophet killed their only cow. Then they went toward the next city, and they crossed the bridge. And a young, nice-looking man come toward them. And as he come toward them, the prophet threw him off the bridge and killed him. The young prophet said, I can't take it no more. Please explain to me what just happened. He said, well, the men that were digging the ditch, they were about to hit a vein of gold, and they would have never had to work for the rest of their life. So I dug it for them so they wouldn't find it. said, the next house, the lady with the cow, he said, the death angel, me and the death angel, wrestled all night. He wanted a son, but I negotiated with him to take the cow. 
And he said, that young man that was coming toward me, his mama been praying that he would die saved, die saved and right with God. And he was headed to a situation that he was going to lose his relationship with God. You never know. Don't judge a situation by what you see. Don't judge things that you can't. Let me tell you, God, we serve a wonder-working God. Don't judge a situation. Praise God. Don't judge too soon. Praise God. We serve a God that is able. In our God, he can turn the table. He's a professional. And you could have a bad hand and he can turn the table and you can be the winner. Hey, we serve a loving God. You take, as we stand, you take Ju Judas. When Jesus was dealing with Judas, and when finally Jesus released him, let me tell you something. If Jesus is working with you, the devil cannot enter you. The moment that Jesus released him, the Bible says the devil entered into him. But you had to have a Judas to have a Calvary. You had to have a Saul to have David. Adversity. We all run from it. But we must embrace it and let God. Let me tell you, Jesus is working on your behalf. I want you to lift your hands here. If you have a, a prodigal, especially a prodigal, that needs, and I know a church this size has plenty of people that come here and live for God, that's not living for God no more. We got to love them. Don't hold nothing against them. Don't, don't, don't hold no grudges against them. Love them. Pray that Jesus would ricochet love down into their home. I don't care what they said or what they've done, what they're doing right now. Let the love of God reach them. Why don't you pray for them right now? For the prodigals right now. Pray for every prodigal that ever come in this church. Every prodigal that ever come in Center Point Pentecostal Church. Lord, I pray right now that you would awaken them. Let them remember how good it was living for God. Remember how good the things of God was in their life. Lord, help us not to be like the older brother, but be like the father, to welcome them in, to love them, praise God, to restore them in the name that is above every name. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it changes and impacts your life for days to come. If you would like to connect with us further, give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com 
slash Centerpoint Pentecostal Church, or just search Centerpoint Pentecostal Church on Facebook. If you would like to join one of our services in person, the service times and address are in the podcast description. Thank you and God bless, and we hope to see you on the next episode.